the industry is, has been transforming so dramatically that the task of keeping up with that dramatic transformation for universities has um, always been challenging, but certainly I would, amar- I would argue is more challenging now than ever before. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another edition of Predicting the Turn. Today, I'm joined with my good friend, Jenny Rooney, as we're taking the stage here at Cradle Marketers in Oxford, Ohio, as we both return to our alma mater. So, Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, I always like to start with a little background, especially this is a little bit different. We've had the last few episodes have been with some chief marketing officers, some with some venture capitalists. You're on the journalism side, but you spend every single day with CMOs. So tell us about your background that ultimately led you to be at Forbes. Sure. Yeah. So um, I've always been a business journalist. I got my master's in magazine journalism and um, started in trade magazines covering the healthcare industry and then quickly moved from that to covering the use of IT in a healthcare space. And then um, really early on in my career, I made the leap to covering advertising industry by moving to advertising age. And I was covering interactive agencies. And this was sort of the doc- during the dot-com boom. And it was sort of late 99, 2000. So I was able to cover the industry from that perspective. And it was a super exciting time until it all went bust. But after ad age, I continued to cover marketing, advertising, and branding um, at magazines like Business 2.0, which was one of the original internet economy magazines. I went to Chief Executive Magazine. I became editor of Sales and Marketing Management Magazine. So I sort of basically continued to climb my career ladder, covering not only marketing, advertising, and branding, but specifically marketing leadership and marketing executives. And so that became sort of my core focus, my, my beat, if you will. Um, and so I went back to Ad Age another time to start something called Point, which was a monthly supplement for and about CMOs. It later became CMO Strategy and was folded into the regular issue of Ad Age. And then after that, I went to Forbes and I became editor of CMO Network. And that's where I've been for the past seven years. Love it. So Forbes, one of the most recognized brands in the world. Mm-hmm. People might not be as familiar with CMO Network and what that is. So talk about the how does that live within a media industry and what's involved with the CMO network? Sure. So, I mean, when I think about the CMO network, I think of it as a component part of our overall CMO practice. And it basically is CMO network is, is our core content channel that I edit and I oversee. And obviously that's news stories, that's analysis, that's sort of second day news where we're um, looking at industry events and, and giving perspective, whether it's through, from myself or through my stable of contributors. And they're all Um, experts that are individually vetted. But then beyond the CMO network, which is sort of this core content channel, we've built out a whole community of CMOs with whom we engage on a regular basis through various touch points. We certainly have our events. We have our tentpole event is our um, Forbes CMO Summit that we hold every year. It's an invitation-only event for CMOs. We do one in Europe now. We do dinners throughout the year. And then I personally am engaging with CMOs in my video interview series, I actually am the co-host of the uh, Wharton Business Radio Show, CMO Spotlight. I do a lot of events with universities, such as this one. So I sort of engage with CMOs on a regular basis throughout the year in a lot of different contexts. And I think that sort of altogether comprises the CMO practice at Forbes. Perfect. So you mentioned one of the events that we're here at, the Cradle Marketers. Mm -hmm. 
you know, this event is all about helping shape the leaders of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What have you, you know, from your perch, what do you see in terms of the role of marketing leaders to help that future leaders and the future business? And why do you find yourself involved with universities? Well, so the first to your first question, you know, what's the role of marketing leaders? I mean, I think they I think all CMOs and marketing leaders are recognizing that they have. First of all, there's a big problem happening right now in marketing in that marketing companies need the most cutting edge skill sets within their walls and they need to be hiring, retaining developing talent that's going to enable them to meet their goals. And a lot of these goals are around digital transformation, et cetera, the new ways of engaging with with consumers. For me personally, I have just, in covering the industry, I've witnessed how, um, A, how important it has become for CMOs to really give back. And by giving back, not just talking about it and not talking about it from afar, but literally physically being on college campuses, engaging with those students one-on-one, being in front of them, talking to them. And it all stems from a personal passion that I think you share as well of sort of, you know, making sure that we're bridging marketing practice and marketing education. You know, I feel like obviously now more than ever, the industry is, has been transforming so dramatically that the task of keeping up with that dramatic transformation for universities has um, always been challenging, but certainly I would, amar- I would argue is more challenging now than ever before. So Anything we can do to bridge those two and bring them together is only going to benefit everybody involved. So So you talked about industries transforming every single day and even more so. How, as you spend every single day working with these chief marketing officers, what have you seen over the last few years of how their mindset is changing in terms of thinking about their own jobs and their role within their company? I think that they're recognizing that they have to be driving not just brand growth, but business value. And so how they do that has become such a critical focal point, whether it's being able to have conversations in boardrooms where you're basically selling marketing to um, board members, to others in the C-suite. The CMO has had to really hone and isolate his or her reason for being in companies. And I think that's, I think we're all coming down to the fact that it is owning the voice of the customer in a way that nobody else in the company can. And that is the unique value. Obviously, historically, chief marketing officers were the custodians of the latest ad campaign, right? And they were very sort of functional. And so as we have all seen, you know, this, this transformation of the CMO role to being so much more than that. It hasn't just come without effort in terms of CMOs having to take on the responsibility of telling their own stories within organizations, you know, explaining to to everybody else, not just the value of a CMO or equivalent title, by the way, but the value of marketing as a business growth driver and not a cost center. Love that. So on that note, one of uh, your recent efforts is the CMO Next that you just had published coming out. And It talks about redefining the CMO and embodying all that that role is becoming, can be, and will be in the future. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. You know, as you pulled together that list, what did you see as the changes for what the CMO job actually is? So what I looked at with that list is, first, I looked at CMO's experience, education, mandate within organizations, and mindset. And I chose those things specifically because I think altogether they, they sort of help to define the CMO of the future. I think what I was, what I ended up noticing is that all these people are, they, just through their actions and by virtue of being in those roles at these companies, they are redefining the role. So it was sort of, I decided what I wanted to do was not just talk about how the role's defining, 
being redefined, but who is redefining it, right, through the actions and through through their actual posts. They're owning the the customer relationship in, in a way that I had never, frankly, previously experienced in other conversations with CMOs. I had given every nominee, every candidate, a questionnaire that I had developed. And in reading through their responses, you know, one of the things that became strikingly obvious was like a true and complete understanding and passion for the customer as the ultimate guide of everything that marketing's doing. You know, it's almost like marketing is, um, exists only at the, you know, only at the request of the consumer, if you can, if you follow what I'm saying. It's a different way of looking at it. As a result, and they weren't all DTC companies, but they certainly some were, and even at the ones that weren't, this concept of obviously owning the full relationship, the data behind that, the full transaction, and truly listening to what the consumer wants, needs, and um, is demanding was sort of, you know, pervasive throughout all the candidates. So you made an interesting comment there. You said it was a CMO list, but not every title was a CMO. So there was chief brand officer, chief customer officer, chief experience officer. So when you looked at all of these different titles, is that a signal of real change or is it marketers coming up with fancy titles like we sometimes do? I personally don't think it's marketers coming up with fancy titles. I don't think it's just semantics. I actually think it is indicative of the fact that the role is changing, you know, and some will say, oh, the CMO is dead. I don't think the CMO is dead, but it's certainly not what it had been. It's it's a new sort of role. It, the CFO doesn't own it. The CEO doesn't even own it. It is a unique role within an organization. And I do think it, it is about growth. It is about customer relationships. It is about engagement. It is about experience. And so titles, I think, I'm going to naively believe that they are actually legitimate reflections of the way that the the role has been changing, is transforming, and how companies are regarding that role, right? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. So on that note of change, so we have a fun story of how we even met was on social media (laughs) through the power of Twitter and all of that. When you look at a lot of those CMO next, they were talking about how to use social media, how to use customer engagements. How do you see brands doing that? How are they using these new technology tools? Well, I think they're trying to probably throw out any sort of rule book that they may have had um, or thought that they needed to be wedded to in that um, social is about listening. It's about engaging. It's about reacting. It's not necessarily about pushing. You know, it's, it's certainly not about it's not a it's, it's not just one more medium the way past media had yeah. had been. I think they're just using it to really capture consumer sentiment to respond and to build that relationship because it's the tool that they can use to, in real time and in a very personalized way, respond to consumers. And that's what all consumers, certainly younger consumers, are looking for. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. Let's talk about content, though. As this next space, your career has been in journalism. 
and you've watched brands start becoming content creators. Sure. That's a new skill set and not one that they traditionally have the power to be able to do and the setup. Yeah. So what best practices are you seeing of the worlds of journalism and brand coming together and what watch outs exist? So, I mean, obviously we're seeing a lot of brands start hiring journalists, you know, people who are for, have formal educations in journalism. I think marketers now more than ever recognize the value of people who can write, who can string words together, can, who can create narrative, who can create story. And I think storytellers are in high demand in all aspects of business right now, but certainly in marketing. You know, flip side, uh, frankly, journalism, media companies have had to adapt and create opportunities for brand marketers to help them create content, you know, pulling on traditional journalism resources to create content that lives alongside, you know, pure editorial. And I think a while ago, there was a determination made that the reader, if you will, the consumer, the audience, you know, had every ability to decipher, you know, editorial from branded content. And in fact, value comes from both. So, I mean, there's such a blurring of lines there, but I don't think it's all bad. And I think both sides are benefiting from the prowess and skill sets that, that the other can bring. I will say I've talked to people who are, frankly, in journalism, journalism students, and I've said to them, you have to start thinking more broadly about your career opportunities because there are opportunities working for brands who, frankly, you know, they have amazing newsrooms. They have, they're creating content. They want the same storytelling skills and abilities that you are bringing. But that's a different, you know, especially if you're a traditionally trained journalist, that's hard to kind of sometimes get your head around. Well, very much so. So one of the things I love from the perch you're sitting on is you spend your day with some of the most influential, you know, marketers in the world with the most influential list. You then work with the CMO next, and then you're working on college campuses. Yeah. And, you know, the common theme in that is marketers' jobs are changing today. And the job we're doing today is going to be different than the job of five years. How can marketers think of themselves being agile in their learning and their development? And it's not just getting an MBA anymore and then building your career going up the corporate ladder. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the CMO Next list is a great example. The people on that list have degrees in mechanical engineering, chemical engineering, international relations, languages, English. I mean, it is such a mix of educational backgrounds that if you want to take the CMO Next as an example, these people are bringing to bear. You know, I think just like marketing and organizations has to get out of its side, has, we've seen the breaking down of silos. I think marketers need to stop thinking of themselves as just siloed marketers. You know, I think there's an opportunity to, within organizations, to spend time in many, many different functional areas, you know, and also bestow the learnings of marketing throughout an organization, right? At the same time that you're learning about. And if you haven't spent time, you know, obviously managing a P&L or doing something else completely on marketing related in a, in a business, you might want to think twice about that. Certainly if you're new in your career, think about working in other parts of a company first before you move into marketing. You know, some would argue that the best marketers never, you know, don't have marketing educations which is, I know, anathema around here, yeah. so I have to be careful about that. But, um, and then otherwise, you know, certainly in the industry, I think there's, um, CMOs in general are just, are just, they really, there's a lot of collaboration, there's a lot, of, there's a big community, and there's a lot of best practices sharing. And I think we're seeing sort of a lot of breaking down of competitive walls, and I think the industry at large is trying to better itself and learn from each other. 
And so there are a lot of similarities, even as there are differences in CMOs and the, in the, in the companies that they're leading. But I think more often than not, there are similarities. And so talking to, spending time with your fellow CMOs, your other peers, that's hugely critical, um, just as it is hugely critical within company walls to be sort of really talking to a whole bunch of different people. And I will say CMOs smartly are also recognizing that they need to go, you know, hierarchy is gone. They need to get the best ideas, the freshest ideas, best insight, the best wisdom from, frankly, anybody at any level within a company. So I think that bodes well for the success of CMOs and also obviously for marketing and for the companies themselves. So speaking of getting some of the best insights and wisdom, Forbes CMO Network's one of those. So if somebody wants to go get involved in the world of the Forbes CMO Network, where should they go to learn more about it? To me. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, no, come, you know, start with reaching out to me directly. I'm happy to provide my contact information, but obviously it's, we have a, we have active Twitter presence, we have a Facebook page. And so hopefully, you know, people will reach out to learn more about either being a contributor or being part of the CMO community, because hopefully as CMO Next represents, you know, um, my, my goal is to certainly widen that, that community and start to learn more about frankly, people who may not necessarily be household names at this point, but who are truly innovating and um, changing the dynamics of marketing and the CMO role. Great. And what's that Twitter handle? It's at uh, Forbes CMO. And mine is at Jenny underscore Rooney. There you go. Well, Jenny, it's always a pleasure. We've got a lot more of Cradle Markers get off to. So Let's thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.